We'd like to welcome you back to our emergency freedom alerts for January 29th, 2024. Continuing along, the next report, welcome to Satanic America. Contract, quote, contractors caught moving children through Valley International Mall in the U.S. at 3 p.m. Plus some Bible verses I'm going to get into. So I'm going to go ahead and play this. You guys know anything about this? So this is a guy I confronted contractors in the middle of the night at an airport who have a bunch of kids. What's the big secret? About these guys moving these kids through the airport. Straight up. Yeah, what are you guys doing? So these are the contractors, and, and they're right out in the open, and they've got a whole bunch of kids, and they're facilitating them. It's 3 o'clock in the morning. Uh, you know, nothing to see here. We're filming this public place, brother. Where are you guys moving these kids to? Where are you guys moving these kids to? So they're saying, put, put your camera away. This is none of your business. And he's like, it's a free country, man. I can film whatever. Huh? It's not any business, Papa. So it's none of our business where they're moving these children to. Do you guys have paperwork for these kids? Don't worry about it. I am worried about it. Don't worry about it. I am worried about it. You know, a third of these kids go missing. Yeah, of course they do. Yeah. A third of these kids go missing. And, and, and again, we've talked a lot about this. Where do they go? Well, child sex trafficking uh, to the elites to be used and consumed and, and done away with and sacrificed and sexually abused and adrenochrome harvested. Some of them will go to adrenochrome harvesting centers to be essentially bled out literally until they're used up and then they'll be put in you know those games that the Illuminati likes to have the most dangerous game when they're all their adrenochromes went to uh it starts out at a plus and then it goes to f and when it gets to you know d minus or whatever and they have got no more useful adrenochrome then they're sold off to the Illuminati for their hunting parties Kathy O'Brien talked a lot about that in her book Transformation of America um so that's where these children are disappearing to and devils like this are making it all happen. I mean, yeah, they're middlemen, but I don't care what part you play in this. I mean, you talk about blood money. You talk about something that is going to incur the most severe wrath of God is when you defile children. And they don't care, as long as they're getting paid. Well, this is the truth? It is. Uh, Correct. That's according to the New York Times article. One third of these kids that dropped off at this month. You guys work for Compass Connections? Say so. Huh? Say so. Yes or no? Answer anything, man. Okay, that's fine. Well, this is a public place. I'm allowed to film here. You do whatever you want to do. That's fine. Okay. Why are you guys so secretive? I'm so curious. Like, what's the big secret here? Hello. She's like you know more than us, so. Huh? She's like you know more than us, so you tell us. So. Okay, I just don't understand. Like, why are you hiding your face, man? What's the big secret? Hey, amigo. Amigo. Amigos. These devils all know they're doing wrong. You know. They all know they're doing wrong. That's why they're that's why they're so tight lipped, or at least part of the reason they're so tight lipped, because they know what they're doing is wicked and evil. They just don't care. Their conscience is seared with a hot iron. If they ever even had a conscience, they may just be wicked from the beginning. And the Bible says the wicked go astray from the womb. They speak lies as soon as they be born. 
They're vessels of wrath fitted, meaning prepared ahead of time for God's destruction. It were better that a millstone were tied around their neck and they be cast into the midst of the sea than they offend one of these little ones that believe on Jesus Christ. And that's what these guys are doing all day long for a paycheck. No fear God. Damn, man. What's going on here? They're all standing around so awkwardly and weird. Like two of them are facing one way, two of them are facing another. The one guy has a like a envelope over his face trying to cover. They just look so weird and so awkward. It's like cringe. Hey, can I ask you guys a question? I'm I'm just filming for my own safety. You guys know anything about this? About, about these guys moving these kids through the airport? Yeah, the TSA is there. Happens every day. <laughs> Gives us a little thumbs up sign. Little TSA guy. It's all good. I'm a little worm. That's what I do. I facilitate this evil, and I think it's wonderful. I love it. That's what he looks like. I'm sorry, but that's what that's how he acted. Straight up. It's America. It's America. <laughs> He's shaking his little head. Isn't that wonderful? It's America, where we move. Why doesn't he say he loves Satan too? I mean, come on, really complete the thing. Airports. You guys proud of what you're doing here? More than wild, man. More than proud, you should be. Come on, proclaim it. Then and the guy says at the end, the guy with the thing over his face, he says, "Welcome to America," because <laughs> they know they know what's coming. They they do, and you're going to see more more proof of that. Um, okay, let me see here. So this I confronted. Contra okay, so. Let's see here. Oh, yes, I can. I talked to the police. This is a public place, and Texas is a one-party consent state. I've already talked to the police here at length. Thank you very much. Just so they tr these people try to bully you and say, don't film me. You can't do that or whatever. And it's like they're illegals telling me the law. Okay. And this woman has all these little kids with her. I mean, God bless these poor little children that... Only God knows what is going to happen to them. I, I mean, may God loose a million angels to help them and protect them and deliver them and annihilate these wicked devils doing this in the name of Jesus Christ. Okay, so Taylor asked a question, and, and I don't know exactly how to answer this, but basically, like, are these parents that are selling their children to these traffickers, because that's what's ultimately happening. Are they being promised like you come over here and I'm, of course pretty much everybody's getting the like the preloaded debit cards and a lot of that. But maybe they're getting a whole other level of financial reward. Maybe they're getting a house or what. I don't really know what all the ins and outs of that. I would imagine... I think some of these children are being bought like, okay, let's say they're being bought in South America and they're being, the smugglers are bringing them through. That's what Michael Yan says. He sees people going through the Darien Gap and like this one lady went just whizzed by him and she had a kid in her arm. And can you imagine carrying a child that far? Like, you know, you got to carry it up to America. Granted, and I know they're getting up there through buses and trains and things like that as well. But, um... And it's not like the children can't walk. I'm, I'm sure in a lot of cases, it depends how young they are. But there are smugglers that are being paid to bring them here. Now, at that point, 
I imagine the family's already been paid off. Then the smuggler then brings it to the border, acts like it's their child, which is what's happening. Oh, this is my child. Well, how are you going to prove it? I mean, if you can use an arrest warrant as your whatever, well, then you can use anything. I, I, you know, here's here's my ID. You know, it's it's a piece of a bubblegum wrapper with your name on it and a signature. Here, here's here's my ID to get in America. I mean, it's about what you can use, it sounds like. So they're being paid um, by these NGOs or whatever. And then the smugglers bringing them to the border and then the NGOs are taking them, probably paying the smugglers. And then the NGOs are, are getting, using these devils at the airports to be a, another intermediary or go-between to get the children to their final horrific satanic destination. I don't know all the ins and outs though about how everybody, I mean, it can, I think what I said is probably pretty accurate. Okay. Um, but... I don't know all the ins and outs to, to this whole satanic mess. It's just pure evil. I do know that. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm more concerned with you. Why are you hiding a name badge? Why are you so ashamed of what you're doing with these kids? You should be ashamed, you you witch. Be uh, this is a public-facing place. I've already talked to the yeah. police. These are little kids. How old are they? Sorry, sir. Oh, we little kids. Oh, this is just gut-wrenching. Oh, I can't. Ugh. Little girls, little... so wicked so sickening so this bible verse kind of came up into my mind as i as i saw this uh, revelation eighteen ten, and just uh then skipping to a uh, revelation 18 10 11 and 13 standing afar off for the fear of her torment alas alas that great city babylon that mighty city for in one hour thy judgment has come this is you know obviously way in to the tribulation period and the merchants of the earth shall weep and mourn over her, for no man buyeth her merchandise any more. And the cinnamon and odors and ointments and frankincense and wine and oil and fine flour and wheat and beasts and sheep and horses and chariots and slaves and the souls of men. And this is what they're they're trafficking. They're, in this case, it's the souls of children, you know. And when i was answering taylor too i said yeah there, there's there's biblical precedence for this thing when you go back and we mentioned moloch earlier and then lilith but you know when they would go to moloch and shemosh and sacrifice their own children for financial gain that's why they were doing it the, the vast majority of the time what i can recognize when i read the bible is they were sacrificing their own flesh and blood children for financial gain well that's why these children are here because people are getting paid the parents are getting paid the the intermediaries the smugglers are getting paid these ngos are paying these other slime to be further intermediaries they're all getting paid yeah money's what's and and they're 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 basically they are slaves and they're trafficking in the souls of men. So, you know, I, I wish it was a little bit more um, cheery, the study, but, you know, I, I got to give it to you. I got to give you the truth, you know, and, and this is right out in the open, right out in the open. Uh, and I like these reports from the standpoint, it's Johnny on the spot recording it. It's, it's not edited footage. It's right there. So, next report, terrorists crossing the U.S. border and they're laughing at us. 
Convicted terrorist tells reporter, quote, soon you will know me. Tens of thousands of illegal uh, aliens from a from countries all over the world are pouring across the U.S. southern border every day. Thousands of Chinese nationals were captured on camera last night at the Darien Gap alone by investigative journalist Michael Yan, who says tens of thousands of Chinese are passing through the gap on their way to the United States. Tens of thousands of illegal immigrants are pouring across the U.S. southern border every day. Thousands of Chinese nationals were captured on camera over the past few days in the Darien Gap by investigative journalist Michael Yan, who says tens of thousands of Chinese have been passing through the gap on their way into the United States on a regular basis. Separately, last week, a group of illegal Muslim immigrants were confronted by a journalist, a group of journalists, in the United States, asking... Where did you come from? You're here in the United States. Who are you? Where did you come from? Here was his response. So if, if you were, he's this arrogant Muslim devil is saying, if you were smart enough, you would know who I am. Like he's some big man or something like, oh, I'm, I'm so sorry. I don't know who you are, Mr. Muslim terrorist guy. That's exactly what he is. He's actually a Muslim terrorist. We're going to find out a convicted one that was in jail smart enough to know who I am. But soon you're going to know who I am. Yeah, when they start launching, when they're green-lighted to start launching all their terrorist attacks across America, that's what he means by soon enough, you're going to know who I am. Which I've been talking about going back to the first teaching I ever did at New Testament Baptist Church in Florida, where I was at North Fort Myers, uh, my, were 2001, 2000. This is what I talk about, the Muslim terror cells that are being waited to be greenlit, and, and there were thousands upon thousands then, 23, 24 years ago, and only God knows how many there are now. Very easy. But the entitlement, the entitlement. No, believe me, I'm much better than that. The entitlement, guys. Much better than that. So you devil. will know who I am soon enough, he says. Well, that's chilling, and it didn't take reporters very long. Hey, and guess what? They can come right across the border now and buy guns. They can go to any gun store. As long as they have their fake ID or whatever the government gives them, they're going to the gun stores and buying guns. They're, they're, lock, they're getting locked and loaded, man. They're ready, and we're going to talk. We're going to discuss that as well. You're going to hear from a guy that owns a gun store that says, you know, this is what they're doing. Actually, yeah. to figure out where this guy was from, turns out this man uh, was allegedly from Azerbaijan, and he'd been in jail for the last 12 years hmm. on terrorism. Imagine that! Azerbaijan in jail for the last 12 years on terror. Hey, they're emptying out the prisons in these third world hellish countries, and they're exporting the worst of the worst into America, injecting the poison in, and they're just waiting for their orders charges take a look at this by the way if you are smart enough you would know who i am but you are really not smart enough to know who i am but soon you're gonna know who i am very easy, <laughs> very easy. big man the entitlement the entitlement no believe me i'm much better than that the entitlement guys wow. so there you can see he was arrested 12 years ago for terrorism, organizing explosives among the charges to carry out terrorist attacks, mm. and somehow just released last week on January 19th from prison, and he's already wow. in the United States. Wow. What in the world is going on? You see on? how they're facilitating? Now, he would be a high-value satanic asset 
to be deployed in the United States with a special skill set in explosives, fighting for the devil moon god Allah to kill and slay the infidels, the great Satan, America, and all the infidels, which are non-believers in Islam, according to the Quran, and to fulfill his jihad or holy wars, what they refer to jihad as. So he thinks he's doing God's service, but he's doing Satan's service. That's all he is. He's a vessel of Satan here. Um, again, this is happening in the United States. And this week, the Supreme Court of the United States ruled that the Biden administration can remove razor wire from those border fences that the Texas National Guard had erected to try to keep terrorists out, to also to try to keep the illegal invasion from happening. So what is happening to our country? Well, Tucker tweeted this just a short time ago. So it's unanimous. Everyone in power, from the White House to the hedge fund managers to the Supreme Court of the United States, has decided to destroy the country by allowing it to be invaded. That leaves the population to defend itself. Where are the men? Again, and Tucker Carlson, just like Jones, just like Mike Adams, and these, they're control opposition. He's from a long, he's from a lineage, longtime Illuminati family. And I mean, I've reported on this before. I've, I've, I've heard, I've let you hear what he said off camera. He's no, he's no lover of the American people, but he's playing his part right now. Just like they're saying Elon Musk is a good guy when, I mean, the guy's a total Luciferian and Satanist, but you know, when, when does the truth matter? Of Texas. Why aren't they protecting their state and the nation? Investigative journalist, Michael Yan joins me now from the Darien Gap in Panama, the major choke point where these illegals converge before heading up to the United States uh, using luxury buses to be ferreted up to the United States border. Michael, you just exposed a stunning story down there in Panama that involves the head of Homeland Security, Mayorkas. I want to get to that story in a moment because it's incredibly important. But first, I just want to get your thoughts on a couple of the points that, here I, that I just made. Number one, on the terrorists having the balls to tell this U.S. reporter Hey, you'll find out who I am soon enough. What was your response when you saw that? We see this all the time. Uh, you know, I mean, this is normal for people like me and, and quite a few others who are on the, on the border all the time. Yeah, I mean, like, in other words, there's thousands of those. Same guys like that. A lot of them are tight-lipped. He says you can't get the Chinese to talk. But some of them aren't. Some of them are just beyond arrogant, and they're going to let you know, you know. They're Texas, Mexico, Arizona, the whole works, California, or down here on the Darien Gap, Columbia. We see it everywhere, constantly. Uh, very arrogant, very uh, pushy often. Uh, very, You can tell a lot of these people are on a mission, and, uh, and that includes Chinese as well. You know, I just took Brett Weinstein and, um, and uh, Chris Martinson and Masako Ganaha and Ann Vandersteel back to the Darien Gap with Chuck Colton. We were in there again uh, at the camps, took them out deep into the jungle. Of course, Chuck Colton and Masako Ganaha go down there all the time. And, uh, and, and, and there were many Chinese, again, always arrogant, always pushy, uh, always, you know, one guy, for instance, I, I asked where he's from, and he said uh, Korea. And, and I said, uh, and then he spoke to his wife, a parent wife, uh, in Mandarin. I said, you're not from Korea, you just spoke Mandarin. And he, he laughed. 
he obviously spoke English as well. And then his apparent daughter, maybe she was a teenager, you know, she spoke some English and she said, oh, yes, we're Chinese, you know. Yeah, obviously. Right. I mean, I can tell the difference by looking at him. I spent a lot of time in China and Korea and all over Asia. This guy's been all over the world. I mean, all over the world knows, I think, several languages. So he's going to be a pretty tough one to fool. Right. And so but the bottom line is a lot of the people coming in are definitely on a mission. And a lot of the Chinese go go in and they grow marijuana, for instance, in Maine. Yeah. They've got a huge amount of marijuana facilities in Maine and Oregon. And, right. And uh, they're buying Oklahoma. up all kind of land, just like Bill Gates. But they're they're China's buying up. In fact, that was one of the things I was going to talk about today, but I really didn't have time to get it into the teaching. But, yeah, they're buying up huge swaths of land. Oklahoma, California, uh, there, and what are they putting in that marijuana? Who knows, right? Hmm. And and uh, so this is a very yeah. serious issue. And Islamic, uh, you got to keep in mind, probably the most dangerous Islamic uh, uh, terrorist organization for Americans is Hezbollah, and Hezbollah is very thick down in in Venezuela, right? And the number one group of people coming through are Venezuelans. Many of the Hezbollah speak Spanish fluently. Right. And so uh, I'm sorry if you hear background noise. That's actually the Panama Canal back there behind me. Uh, and, and, and there's a, a railway and a road back there. So uh, but the but the bottom line is, is many of these people from, you know, in 1994, there was a terrorist bombing here in, in uh, Panama. It killed 21 or 22 people. About a dozen were Jewish. I recently had. Uh, lunch with one of the relatives and 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 within one day of that there was another attack in Argentina that killed about uh, 85-ish it was a lot right at a Jewish center that was Hezbollah they got the mastermind beside behind the Panama attack is believed to now live in Venezuela and he owns a bar you can't make up this stuff right so he's still there so these the these people that come in to Venezuela if you're Iranian uh, you can get a passport immediately you can just show up uh, you know and keep in mind many of these again many of the Hezbollah when they they grew up in Venezuela their Spanish is absolutely fluent they can pass as Venezuelans no problem whatsoever they've got the accent the body language the soccer team the whole works and I've seen a lot of these guys with these sort of fake passports pretending, you know, trying to pass themselves off as different nationalities. Of course, we saw this during Vietnam, you know, people pretending to be Filipino. And so, you know, obviously different passports pretending to, uh, you know, to fly under the radar. I want to get your take on something you uncovered in Panama, which okay, is. So we're going to go to the to, to the next phase because uh, I can't play all of them. There's so much stuff on Michael Yawn, and he really, I don't know anybody on the planet that's more of an expert on this subject than him. He's, he is, I've never seen a guy travel like him. I mean, I, I, and he's just trying to be Johnny on the spot over and over again. So this is another interview he did uh, recently that I want to play this clip. Okay, so this is Michael Yawn again, and this is Mike Adams interviewing him. And, uh, talking about this subject but these are some another important aspect of it so so michael what kind of estimates of the number of not not total invaders but let's say actual uh, terrorist minded individuals people people who plan to sabotage the united states i mean there was that video just came out a, a day or two ago of uh, somebody coming in i think from venezuela who said that uh, I will soon be famous, or you will soon know who I am. Right. Yeah, I'm sure we, you saw. We just it. heard from that video. 
I mean, isn't that that's just underscoring what you have been warning about this entire time is that there's a, there's a whole contingent of these people that plan to carry out an insurrection or sabotage or mass slaughter once they're given the activation signal. But do you have any idea what kind of numbers of people we're talking about that are already in the United States? Well, I think that fellow is from Azerbaijan. I'm unclear yeah. on that, actually. Yes, but I, I saw the video. But I see people like that literally every day. I mean, if you come down with me, you'll go like, yeah, there's that guy on video. But we literally see guys like that constantly. And uh, for many countries, like the Chinese can be very arrogant, just like that. And many of the Venezuelans, most of the Venezuelans are not like that, but many are. And uh, especially Syrians, uh, almost anybody from the Middle East is very aggressive like that, right? And so, uh, but how many numbers? You'd have to break this down, like the tier one guys that are really coming, like active active guys that are really coming on an actual mission, that's probably just as a matter of experience gonna be, you know, one, two percent. It's gonna be a small amount of three percent maybe. But then you'll have the next the next range, which is sort of that's the support group. They will fight when the fighting's on, right? They'll actually get involved when you know, like when they're needed or when they're inspired to do so locally. That will be a, a much bigger piece of the pie, right? And then you have the auxiliary. They will they will help when uh, they're they're sort of an outer periphery. Not to go into the detail, details of all this, but when you add up all those pieces of the pie, it's going to be some number. I, I don't know it to be directionally accurate. I don't know, hundred thousand. I mean, it's not going to be five thousand. It's going to be some very very high number because we have millions of people coming in, and many of these people will at least be auxiliary or at least be support if they're not active actual yeah. fighters. I, I, I was estimating, but you're, you're more of an expert on this, but I was estimating that uh, given that there's, there's at least 5 million invaders during the Biden administration, that if you take 10%, you know, half a million people that are in one of those two tiers that you mentioned, either they have orders or they're ready to accept orders by foreign entities in order to activate and, and carry out sabotage and extermination. And uh, would, would that be a reasonable kind of ballpark to say we might be facing half a million invaders that activate inside the United States one day? Or do you think I'm off mark there? No, not off mark because I, we don't know no, how- but What about all the ones that were here beforehand, were here before even Biden got in office? Again, I, the first thing I did in a church was report on this, particularly the Islamic aspect of it, back around like 2000 or 2001. Um, and there were thousands upon thousands of them here then. So who really knows the, the true number? They're actively coming on an actual mission. And it's probably some actually large number from China and from uh, and from Syria and from, uh, uh, well, many other places, actually. Uh, and so, I mean, a lot of Chechens coming in, that sort of thing. It's probably going to be some actual large number. And not to, not to uh, diminish the fact that many people are clearly coming for crime. And they're coming with gang tattooed you know, rifle next to their eye, that sort of stuff. And gang, uh, I just put something on, on Twitter about an hour ago. You can see it's slow motion, a video I took at, down in the Darien Gap, you know, people shooting bird, gang signals, and that sort of thing. It's normal. We see it constantly. So it can be some very high number. Keep in mind, though, when you get into an actual uh, uh, unconventional warfare scenario, there'll be a tiny sliver of the pie 
that is sort of like your A team. Those are the guys that are actively fighting all the time. And then we'll be the support group that will fight when they're called upon, right? But they don't live it seven days a week. And that'll be a large piece. And then there'll be that auxiliary. That's the water that they swim in, right? That's right. the people that'll help you when you're in their neighborhood right. or, or give you information or give you uh, food or a high view or that sort of thing. But I, I want to ask you specifically because of your military training, your special forces training in sabotage, I think you have special knowledge of this, or at least sabotage was one of the skill sets that, that you were trained in uh, at target countries in order to you know, weaken their infrastructure and so on. I want to ask you this question. If, you, if, if, I'm, if I'm right, let's say there's 500,000 enemy combatants that are ready to, to go to do something in the United States. How much damage could just, let's say, 500 of them do in a city like Los Angeles? Just 500 dedicated, trained militants activating on the same day, not even coordinated with each other, just maybe small teams, two or three guys, but all of them at the same time, how much damage could they do to a city like LA? Oh, extreme. I mean, uh, I mean, even five. I mean, once you, once you identify what's called the critical nodes, right? And, uh, and they'll do what's called a Carver matrix. And remember, if our government is going through all this effort to bring them in, there are going to be huge swaths of that very same, of our very same government that are going to be standing down when they get greenlit. I'm not saying all the government will. But there will be big swaths that are going to stand down and let them do their thing. Let them do their order out of chaos. Let them do their shock and awe. You know? And then that'll give them the pretext to impose martial law and, and, and this type of stuff. So, <laughs> I just thought that was worth mentioning. That sort of thing. They'll identify, you know, which targets it. A lot of these guys will already know that. For instance, they may be trained engineers. They may have uh, support that already works at, you know, at the electric company or at the right. waterworks. Or they may have uh, support or, or auxiliary that has already worked there for years, right? Yep. They may have infiltrated 10, 15, 20 years ago, right? Exactly. Uh, they could have, they, I mean, literally, they're not coming in tabula rasa. They're not coming in a blank slate. They're coming in to a paved, like, for instance, these Chinese, many of the Fujian speakers, they go out to Flushing, New York. Many of the uh, Mandarin speakers go to Brooklyn. They go to different places. They go. You'll you'll see people come in from the Darien and be up in Brooklyn and have a driver's license in like ten days. I mean, it's, they're not doing that flat-footed. Mm -hmm. They're coming into an ecosystem that already exists, right? right. So it's it's not like it, it's like a, 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 they they can come in and 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 just be added to a team that already exists. Now, Let me say something else. Okay, go when ahead. When I was in special forces. I was on two different A-teams, right? And I, I can say this now, it's been many years, but we were, our missions that on the, my two A-teams that we trained, I trained for three years for these missions, was to parachute into Poland and, and hit certain targets. We did extensive training. I mean, I knew every details of those places. When I let, when we, had we done this, had we actually parachuted in, we knew exactly where the rails bifurcated. We knew exactly, we went to, uh, we got tours of, of electrical facilities by engineers back in Germany and the United States and how to do this, how to do that, you know what I mean? And and, and that was just an A-team. We weren't like electrical engineers. We weren't like mechanical engineers. You know what I mean? We were just trained soldiers, but some of these guys, 
that come in and they're actual engineers and they work in power plants in some place like China or some place like Syria, they're going to be much more expert than I ever was as a Green Beret. And, and again, these are very smart people that time is on their side. They've had plenty of time to actually get people on the insides of these places and, uh, and they can easily take us off grid. I mean, that's child's play. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I'm I'm thinking that they would not only hit the, the, the power grid. Especially when the government is helping them do this, you know. I mean, it's not like they're going to be going against them. They they brought them in by design on purpose to do this exact thing. It's just a matter of when are they greenlit. Now, I'm not saying God can't intervene, but, I mean, uh, it's not really looking good. I mean, when, when we've got, you know, all the wickedness that this country's countries perpetuating with the lgbtq and the abortion clinics and all the wickedness that is going on and that is promoted and that is glorified you know doesn't look real good for america at large from a godly protection standpoint substations and so on but of course other targets would be ports railways bridges transportation you know food infrastructure banking and finance but also uh, attacking you know, police stations and your, your local centers of response, right? Attacking sheriff's departments, attacking town hall, things like that. Uh, are, are those viable targets in the minds of the uh, enemy combatants? Oh, absolutely. Especially for those who've done much war, which some of these have. They know if you, you light up a police station, you know, one night, just give it a, a good half hour or an hour of serious fire, the police from then on are going to be on defense and they will overreact. They will overreact and do things to the local population, which turn the local population against them, right? That is what will happen. That's not like maybe they will, maybe I'm telling you, if you drop an apple, it will hit the ground. If you if 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 they start lighting up police, ambushing them, killing police on the highways, uh, that sort of thing, the police will definitely start to overreact. They'll definitely start lighting up, you know, uh, families and that sort of thing by accident, right. by overreaction, by that's just it's not. A, I'm not saying something bad about police per se. I'm saying that's the way this goes. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just like how gravity goes. Right. That's that's about the end of that particular interview i just again i want you to be aware from this from a watchman standpoint i want you to be aware of what's going on here this next one is gun store owner uh owners being forced to sell firearms well he didn't do this but um because i think he refused but they're they they are potentially being put in that position hey good morning um so appreciate all you guys and i've uh, enjoyed you and your time on i hope you stay on Thank you. Uh, and, um, so, yeah, um, got a got some information about um, illegals um, coming across, and I guess going through the process, getting their court cases, getting their docs, being able to get Texas IDs. So this is applicable in Texas. I don't know about anywhere else. Um, so going out and getting a Texas ID, either a driver's license or an ID. And then being able to um, go out and, and do certain things. So they, first of all, at that point, they can go buy a hunting license. So they can go to the Texas Parks and Wildlife and they can get the authority to hunt in Texas. And the second thing is they can go into any BATF gun store and they can buy a gun legally in Texas with that Texas ID. 
Wow. So you can come into the state illegally. You can get an ID, and then you can use that ID to buy a firearm. So we have a situation in which any illegal immigrant in this country can get a firearm legally. Yep. Regardless of, you know, regardless of, of, of anything, as long as you get your your documentation and you get your court case and you get the ability to be able to go get, there's nothing blocking them. There's no law, there's no regulation blocking them from acquiring a firearm or because they can get the hunting license using the firearm. In fact, the one specific thing, I went looking afterwards, I got one report and it was, yeah, a guy came in, uh, he wanted to buy uh, two hunting rifles I uh, showed me his hunting license, which he didn't need to do, didn't care. And then he showed me his ID. Um, I noticed that it wasn't, it wasn't, he wasn't a, he was a non-resident, which means he's an illegal with the document. Right. And I told him that, that I wasn't going to sell him a gun. He got mad because he said, I'm an American citizen now no. and you have to sell me a gun. It's my right. And he oh, said, he no, I don't have to sell you a gun. This is a private business, and I have the right to refuse anybody um, anything. So oh, That's crazy. Yeah. But unfortunately, he'll just go to some place that will sell him the gun. You know? So, yeah, I want you to be aware of that, too. I mean, not only I do believe that, that our, they've got a lot of these firearms cached here. Uh, Muslims have been building these things up in... in uh, I, I like I, I, again if our own government's facilitating all this to happen they're going to make sure they're armed but then they also have this option as well so uh really uh pretty chilling chilling stuff here um this next one is u.s supreme court openly endorses collapse of u.s border orders texas to submit to illegal alien invasion evidence indicates deep state blackmailing supreme court they're all sold out devils all those people in the Supreme Court are. In a 5-4 to four decision, the Supreme Court just ruled that Biden can remove razor wires. Now, I'm not saying they're all the devils to the same extent, but in a 5-4 to four decision, the Supreme Court just ruled that Biden can remove razor wires installed by Texas on the border. The, the three liberals on the court, on the Supreme Court, were joined by supposedly conservative justice roberts and amy coney barrett the, the the oh she's conservative the one that trump got in there i remember i was speaking in an independent fundamental um baptist um non 501c3 king james only baptist convention in, in indianapolis indiana I, I did a presentation called destroyed for lack of knowledge what your doctor's not telling you um and I can remember that weekend, they, I think Justice Roberts, they were trying to get him in, or he had just gotten in to the Supreme Court. And what a big rigmarole and uh, how everybody was celebrating that, oh, we're going to have a real true conservative on the Supreme Court now. All the all the Baptist preachers were there. And um, what, a, what a farce and a joke that turned out to be. I mean, all the devil things that devil has done i could probably do a five-part study on all the wicked things that supposed conservative conservative christians done since he's been in the supreme court he's a devil of the highest order 
the Biden administration will likely see Shelby Park from Texas and remove any border fences that were installed. Okay, so that brings us finally to this whole thing about this border standoff. Okay, and I'm going to play, uh, it's only about seven minutes of Michael Yon's comments on the Texas border showdown because I think he is one of the only voices of reason regarding this because people like Alex Jones are pushing, oh, well, I know Abbott's done bad in the past, but, you know, he, he's doing good now. Just like like Elon Musk, like he does the same thing with Elon Musk. Like, well, I know, yeah, he's, he's a Luciferian Satanist and, and um, he's he's horrible. He's done stuff in the past. Of course, they rarely ever admit that. But but now he's doing good with with uh, Twitter and and allowing me back on and, and these types of things and uh, um, overlooking all the way, just like Trump, the overlooking all the wickedness Trump has done. And it's all by design and purpose. They're they're hoping that whatever current little um, shiny little object that Trump is going to throw out to you today to feign like he's a good guy will erase all the wickedness he has done and been a part of in the past. They're hoping that that'll all be erased from your mind. It, it reminds me of the Q thing too. Like, oh, Q, going back to like when Trump first got in all the, uh, all these Q posts. Oh yeah, okay. Q Annan or whatever. And, 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 oh, Trump's gonna come and save the day. And, 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 oh, Hillary Clinton just got executed at Gitmo. Oh, and, and the White Hats have, have intervened. I mean, I still see the same garbage on Before It's News all the time. It's the same garbage over and over and over. And that Nasera Gasera thing that I've talked a lot about is all part of that. Oh, we're going to revalue the, 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 the money. And, and that may end up happening someday. But I've been hearing that garbage for over 25 years. But Nasera Gasera. Back then it was only Nasera. And that's all tied in with this whole Q thing. And all oh, the White Hats are coming to save the day. And basically what, it's, what that's all been about is just hurry up and wait sit on your hands the good guys are in control they're just having a little bit of problem you know getting rid of the black hats and it's all lie after lie after lie because a lot of this stuff is time dependent that they say is going to happen can just the letter q and the search box i go over just so many of the of the q prophecies or the, or the q predictions that did not happen and it was in you know like when it first started I don't, I don't know anything that they've ever predicted that's ever actually ever come to pass in the time frame they say it's supposed to come to pass. It's all lies. So I'm not going to tr trust any pathological, habitual liar for a my source of, of news and my source of hope, okay? It's not happening. But um, Michael Yan seems to be one of the... He, he doesn't trust Abbott. Uh, he doesn't trust Trump. He remembers the shot. He seems to to have um, some discernment regarding those matters, but I I can I do see the people interviewing him kind of trying to sway him over, like, oh, okay, but can't we trust Abbott this time? He's got twenty five uh, states behind him now, and maybe he's seen the light. He's never going to see the light, just like he said. He's WEF. He's World Economic Forum. That's not going to change. He's a Satanist. These guys at the high-level government, they're wicked, they're evil. They're not going to change. They're not going to have a change of heart. They're not going to all of a sudden grow a conscience. They're vessels of wrath fitted, prepared ahead of time for God's destruction. Men of old who were ordained under this condemnation. They were wicked from the womb. That's how you get to those levels in high-level government. 
So Michael Yan comments on the Texas border showdown. Danger. We should still go. We should cover it, but we should also watch out for, for provocateurs. Okay, so he's asking, he's asking Michael Yan, what is the false flag danger? Okay, so again, you know, the way it's being portrayed on Drudge Report right now is oh, army of God going down to the border to to exact vengeance on on all the poor helpless illegals and um you know that type of thing i don't know what they're what they're uh saying now i'm, I'm kind of oh yeah i'll show an army of god to block border armed trucker convoy and of, of course this is coming from devils and reprobates like vice news and all of this other um you know garbage that where you're only going to get a very very satanic liberal mindset trying to you know shut they trying that to shove that down your throat type thing Right, I'm going with binoculars, right, and my camera. In fact, I just ordered a new camera lens for this. So, you know, that's what I'm going with. I didn't order ammunition or a gun. I ordered a new camera lens. So, you know, again, a lot of people don't have any idea who I am. I've spent many years in wars and conflicts. I've been in a lot of extremely violent protests where a lot of people died, like, you know, not just like 10. I mean, Now, in I the background, if you want to see an example of, like, a forklift that our government put there, I'm assuming Border Patrol, under the razor wire at our border, border to see thousands of these illegals pouring in under the razor wire to let these illegal invaders in by design on purpose. If you want to see an example, just watch this video because it's showing it all in the background. I was covering Thailand. There was a couple thousand killed and wounded, right? And, uh, and I did that twice, 2010 and 2014. And that doesn't mention the wars and other conflicts I've been to all over the place. So this is like my office. I'm, I, I was there at January 6th. I didn't go in because I sensed that something was off. I was just there to cover it and watch what was going on. And I sense it here as well. It's a mousetrap. It's a baited mousetrap. Now, of course, people immediately have come on to my X feed and said, what are you saying? We shouldn't stand up? No, I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying don't go to their space. No, no, no. I wish because I just trusted in Trump and the Secret Service and everything <laughs> at January 6th. He trusted in Trump. Trump was the one that baited the whole thing for January 6th and basically told him to go to the Capitol. And then, you know, it's and then did nothing to help any of them that many of them are still in prison to this day for basically doing nothing when they killed people there and acted like it was the worst thing when Antifa did, you know, a thousand times worse. But because they were conservative, you know, a lot of Christians and conservatives and, and were on that side, you know, they're going to be they're going to be labeled as domestic terrorists. Tried to a trap and Trump was set up. We need to know. Trump wasn't set up. Trump played his part, you know, and again, he's all Alex Jones is is an apologist for Trump that gave us that big, beautiful kill shot. And to this day, hasn't apologized one bit about it. And not only that, he did so many other wicked things. And again, I have documented these over and over uh, that, you know, it's it, probably about 20 hours of studies just on Trump alone on all the wicked things he did in government. This is a very dangerous situation. Still go, but we, but damn right. Anybody that says we shouldn't be warning people is a fed. It's like when I used to warn that militias are being infiltrated by feds, which is on record, those leaders that were feds would say, Jones is anti-militia. No, I'm not. It's in the Constitution. I'm saying when you get involved in that stuff, you better look out.
You know, I saw you speaking in Washington before January 6th. It was by progress, obviously, and night vision doesn't do as well either. But the bottom line is they're just rushing over that border 24 hours a day. And even if you block Eagle Pass, it's one speck of pepper on a giant Leon, I Do you hear what he said? Even if you block Eagle Pass, like for people going down there, it's one speck of pepper on thousands of miles of border. You're, they're, they're just going to reroute and go to another whatever. And those people there, it may end up like Jan January 6th where, you know, they're all arrested and thrown in prison for the rest of their life or probably publicly executed. You know, meanwhile, it's fine for the illegals to pour over the border and all these people that want to kill us and are here to kill us. I agree with you and get what you're saying, and you're the guy that's been down there for many years, and you're the leading expert. And I know we can't trust Abbott. What I'm saying is, 25 states joining us, that speck of pepper, people focus on that and realize that finally states are standing up. I agree they're going to try to provocateur it. They're going to try to January 6th it, but we're still going to be there. This time we know what to look for in exposing it. Regardless, why do you think Abbott was finally forced to do this? I think it's more kayfabe. I just don't trust this. Again, you're very smart, so I pay very close attention uh, to what you say. Uh, very close. And uh, people don't so, know what, well, what, what that term means. Happened. Explain what kayfabe means. Kayfabe is that wrestling. It's an old wrestling term. Uh, they actually have picked it up with Eric Weinstein using it. I just took his brother Brett down into the Darien Gap. But the old wrestling term that's been around for years, which is just a fake fight where the the owners own both sides, right? right? Yeah. And so it's, it's fake fights that sometimes actually, you know, when I was in India, I spent a year in India, and I want to say something about this. It's, there's so many fakes in India, like let's say, a, let's say a candy bar. I won't say a brand, but let's say a, a candy bar, right? And so this candy bar, some people want the original, and some people want the fake because it's cheaper. And then other people want the fake fake. Because it's cheaper, but tastes more like the original. And then they'll start arguing about, no, I like the fake, fake, fake. That's like kayfabe. You get lost. Or, you know, when you talk, let's say espionage, most people can't track more than about three layers of deception, right? You can track, like, you know, what a spy is, and you can track what a double agent is. When it gets to, like, triple agent, quadruple agent. That's why we, uh, that's why we overpower it. Yeah, they're showing a, uh, the fight between probably the biggest fight ever in kayfabe uh pro fake wrestling history now listen the beatings these guys take is real okay i don't know how their bodies hold up but it's it's staged it's it's um the outcome has been decided typically prior to the match and it's showing the biggest one ever i don't know wrestlemania or something and it shows hulk hogan he looks like a, a cigar store indian he you know he's done so much tanning and um he's fighting under the giant and i talked earlier about when you see somebody that has a, a true pituitary tumor um that produces too much growth hormone hypersecretes growth hormone and then they will get that really huge brow ridge line of of bone over their eyes and they get that giantism look and that's from the growth hormone it causes everything to grow thicker their brow line their their joints their organs um, and that's a, if you want to see an example of that, that's, that's the, uh, the example they're putting up on screen right now. Being individuals who know we're right and taking action under a common rule of nonviolence and information. That's right. That's right. Now, I mean, this Abbott must go. I mean, he is not our friend. Look, he just ran off to India 
Yeah, it's not a coincidence that he went to Mumbai. Keep in mind, Mumbai is, well, the beginning of the new Indo-European corridor, just like I-69 down there in McAllen and other places down there in Brownsville, those three feeders that then go up to Detroit. Keep in mind, World Economic Forum also has a big presence in Detroit. I mean, this is not a coincidence, and we could deep dive into that on a different day if you have time. But the bottom line is a lot of this is about trade corridors, it's, that's why I'm in front of the, you know, the Panama Canal right now. You might, you might see a ship go by. I mean, I'm out here looking at larger things than just these little fights. These little fights are like swatting mosquitoes. Don't get killed in Eagle Pass. Uh, this is, this is, uh, we got a much bigger thing going on. And we've got a much bigger fish to fry. And, and I just double checked, and. Um... I'm not really seeing any major updates on what's going on uh, at that Eagle Pass area right now, which you've got the trucker convoy and all this stuff, and they're already pre-demonizing it, like on Drudge Report and these types of liberal um, reporting outlets. So I, I, I don't really have a ton to report on that. But then again, by tomorrow, that may be very different. Okay, so uh, cover kind of covered that about as much as I could. Um he Michael Yan seems to be on a lot of different platforms, and he's also got his own uh, stuff he posts to on like I don't know, like X and that type of stuff. So um, you can follow him on those outlets as well. So this kind of relates to you know the illegal alien invasion. Record number of people in the U.S. are homeless amid continuing surge in rent costs. So uh, of course you would want to bring in a ton of illegal alien invaders to displace. Uh, law-abiding Americans out of their own dwellings and houses and, and drive rent, rent prices up and drive the cost of everything up and make it just unaffordable and then and then create record low jobs so that you would have to be evicted from wherever you are so that those illegals can come and take over where you're living because I believe that's the plan. Okay, And they don't have to worry about the jobs because they've got their preloaded uh, uh, debit cards that are reloading every month and um free everything or whatever they're getting so you know it says we're seeing unprecedented increases in homelessness as well as the oldest age for meridian renters um meaning the i'm sorry for median renters meaning the average age of the renters now is is as old as they had ever seen it and that's not normal normally people that are up in age typically own their would, would have a higher propensity to maybe own their own house. That's not the case anymore. Housing costs have continued to soar in the U.S. following the COVID-19 scandemic, and the wages in the U.S. have not been able to keep up with those costs. As a result, the U.S. is, is experiencing an unprecedented percentage of homelessness. Rates of homelessness have increased in the U.S. by 12% from the year of 2022 to 2023. So 12% just from 2022 to 2023 and they've increased 48% by 2015 according to a January 25th report from Harvard's Joint Center for Housing Studies about 653,000 people reported experiencing homelessness in January of 2023 and again I, I think it's far greater than that that is the highest single year increase for rates of homelessness in the US uh, next report. It's all about Satan painting you into a corner. 
No cash accepted signs are bad news for millions of Americans. People without bank accounts are shut out from stores and restaurants that refuse to accept cash. As it happens, a lot of people are still unbanked, roughly 6 million in the U.S. And again, this is why I tell people, vote. If you have cash, vote with your dollars, okay? Don't use plastic. Try to use cash whenever possible. Um, how many people don't have a bank account and just how difficult it has become to live without one? These questions are becoming, and this is how they're going to get try to get the vast majority of people on UBI because the ones that don't have a bank account and they don't even have enough money to put into a bank account are the ones that are going to be the most uh, suggestible to universal basic income by the government, which is basically what is going on with these illegal alien invaders right now. And you're going to be very, very prone to do whatever your satanic overlords are telling you to do because you don't want to bite the hand that feeds you, right? Um, these questions are becoming increasingly important as more businesses refuse to take cash in cities across the U.S. People without bank accounts are shut out from stores and restaurants that refuse to accept cash. As it happens, a lot of people are still unbanked. Roughly 6 million in the U.S., the latest data shows, which is about the size of the population of Wisconsin. And outside the U.S., more than a billion people don't have a bank account. Um, which... Honestly, in a way, some of that is good because the more people that don't have this, the more people that are not locked into the antichrist system that they're trying to push us into, you know, because they're, they're going to have to have you on that in that system in order for the mark of the beast to be implemented. That's that's why I say that. Um, I am a business school professor who researches society's transition from cash to electronic payments. I recently visited Seattle and was amazed by the mixed signals I saw on many storefronts. Numerous shops had one sign pr proudly proclaiming how welcoming and inclusive they were. I'm sure shout out to all the, the reprobate devil, the LGBT, the trans, the you know whatever ungodly thing they are. But then next to that, another sign saying no cash accepted. So they're not that welcoming and inclusive really. They don't accept cash, but come one, come all, if, if you're trans or whatever abomination you may be and identify with, you know, glory in your shame. Get on in here, but no cash accepted. This tells people without bank accounts that they aren't welcome. Yeah. Um, then this, extremely concerning. Does this confirm war is coming? 2024, health insurance policies updated. Now, I don't know if every single one of them are like this, but I'm going to let you hear from an expert. 2024 health insurance policies are updated with new exclusions and expenses not covered, including treatment of an injury or sickness which is due to war, declared or undeclared, riot or insurrection. This is what is being built into the insurance policies. They've never said that before. What are they telling you? They're telling you that war and insurrection and riots are coming to America and we're not going to cover you if you get injured because we see that coming and if we cover all those injuries, we're going to go bankrupt. That's why the insurance companies, that's the only reason they would say that. Do they know something we don't? Y'all need to check your insurance policies. Listen to this. This is something that made me go, hmm, 
As you may know, I have had my insurance license in the state of California for over a decade. And when I was reviewing policies for 2024, I noticed this new exclusion. Look here, this is under exclusions and expenses not covered on a 2024 Cigna health policy. Treatment of an injury or a sickness which is due to war, declared or undeclared, riot or insurrection. This is kind of like Obama's movie. You know, what was that? The end of all hope or whatever, whatever dumb movie they had with the infrasound built in him and him and Big Mike released that movie. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like that. Typical. This is an insurance policy from United last year for 2023. And the language typically reads like this. What happens with my coverage under extraordinary circumstances? And it says in cases of disaster, epidemic, war, riot, insurrection, that they will do their best to provide the services you need. But now take a look now at United. Now she's showing the verbiage in the video behind her and it's underlined. So you can actually expand this and read it if you want. 2024 health insurance policy, another exclusion, T, war. We do not cover an illness, treatment, or medical condition due to war, declared or under. Due to war! Declared. Cigna and United aren't the only ones that have changed their language excluding war from their policies. Anthem has also done this. And it just makes you wonder why in the world would that be the case? So there you go. There you go for that too. So um, I know that I've kind of been Johnny Raincloud today and I do apologize, but I don't, I don't control the news cycle. Okay, so continuing on our merry little way, crisis, Denver hospital caught injecting live Ebola vaccine into workers now overwhelmed by illegals. The illegal aliens and that has racked up 136 million in unpaid care in 2023 alone because they're so overwhelmed with all these illegal alien invaders. Swarms of illegals linked to bringing um, Colorado hospital system to the brinks of collapse to the brink of collapse with unpaid care are being tended to by healthcare workers who just received an Ebola vaccine with a very high shed rate. The same hospital in Denver, Colorado, that gave healthcare workers an Ebola vaccine with a 31% shed rate is also on the brink of collapse due to unpaid care related to the surge of illegals flooding the system, according to reports. And that's another reason why they're here, to just collapse our all of our systems, not just healthcare, but all of our systems. Denver Health, the largest safety net hospital. And again, when you're around illegals who already have a lot of them have a very, very compromised immune system. A lot of them are already loaded with diseases. We've we've done whole swaths in our studies where we talked about all the fun stuff that the illegals are bringing over the border. They're already in a compromised state. I mean, if they had to make that trek, you know, from the Darien Gap all the way through, they're probably not in the greatest shape potentially. Um, so yeah, yeah, that's what we're dealing with there. Since President uh, okay, I'm sorry. Denver Health is the largest safety net for these invaders. Uh, it's a safety net hospital in Colorado. It's experiencing this alarming convergence of crises. Since President Joe Biden took office, the southern, the southern border has been overrun with the illegals from all over the world. And the cost of un, unpaid health care at Denver Health has risen dramatically, reports Courtney Well of The Blaze. In 2020, the hospital had about 60 million and unpaid care. By 2022, two years later, that number had more than doubled to 125 million in unpaid care. It's not like the illegals are going are to pay for anything. 
And then that jumped another 11 million last year, bringing the total amount of unpaid care at Denver Health in 2023 to a whopping $136 million. Those numbers coincide with a significant rise in illegals entering the city in the last few years. According to Dr. Stephen Frederico, the chief government and community affairs for Denver Health, the hospital has treated 8,000 new patients from South and Central America in the last year, and those patients alone have accounted for more than 20,000 hospital visits. And again, they're going to get preferential treatment, probably over the legal population, just because that's the way our satanic system rolls now. In tandem with this crisis, news broke earlier this week that Denver health workers were given doses of live Ebola vaccine in November. Uh, they're hoping to get that whole thing kicked off with, a, with some kind of Ebola you know, pandemic. Denver health paramedics, doctors, and nurses have just been vaccinated with a live Ebola vaccine, said Dr. Uh, Richard Bartlett on Friday. Never before have we had anyone in Denver, Colorado, or Colorado at all vaccinated for Ebola. This is history making. Why would they be doing this? They said they're doing it in preparation for a potential Ebola outbreak. Uh, why would they think that's possible? And why would they use an Ebola vaccine that has a 31% shed rate that could cause that very outbreak they're expecting? Well, because they're, they're of Satan and that's exactly what they want. And they've got the perfect demographic for that to happen. Uh, people that by and large already have a very compromised immune system and may be loaded with diseases. So why not? I mean, I this it's totally it makes total satanic sense. Denver Health paramedics, doctors, and nurses have just been vaccinated with a live Ebola vaccine. Never before have we had uh, anyone in Denver, Colorado, or in Colorado at all vaccinated for Ebola. So this is history making. Two months ago, why would they be doing that? They said they're doing it in uh, preparation for a potential Ebola outbreak. Why would they be thinking that's possible? Well, there's a lab being created uh, down the street from Denver uh, in Colorado Springs where they're literally, it's advertising that they will be doing bat research and it has been reported that they will be working with Ebola, Nipah virus, and COVID. So you actually have, this is actually infecting people with live Ebola virus. That's what wow. the Ervibo vaccine is. It's live Ebola virus. That's what the Ervibo vaccine is. And so if you look at the FDA package insert, they're obligated to have package inserts, which we were, uh, that was kept from the public with the COVID shots. But with Ervibo, the Ebola vaccine, you can look, anyone can Google or search uh, the Ervibo Ebola vaccine, which the Denver Health uh, paramedics, nurses, and doctors received. And it, it will tell you there's a 31% shedding rate, meaning that they have live virus that could be transmitted to uh, their spouse, to a loved one, to a neighbor, possibly to someone that they meet in the mall that does not know that they've been exposed to live Ebola virus. And so 31% in their package insert, the FDA package insert, that's the source of this information. I found that shocking. They admit that the reason they're they're taking care of their first responders, paramedics, doctors, nurses at Denver Health, the uh, health care center in, the, in Colorado, uh, for a future outbreak of Ebola. 
So why would they be thinking that? Maybe it has something to do with a lab that's being created right now that reportedly is going to be working with Ebola. And when you're doing genetic engineering on uh, Ebola, we don't know exactly what it's going to look like. If it'll be more infectious, if it'll be, which uh, that's what gain-of-function research is about, making it more contagious, more yeah. more infectious, and also more deadly. It's genetic engineering. So this is illegal. This is illegal behavior. This is what was shipped off out of uh, North Carolina to uh, Wuhan Institute of Virology. So that's the real takeaway: is they're bringing gain of function publicly back. Yes, right in our face, right in the middle of the country. Is my that's Dr. Richard Bartlett, the one talking, standing, and I, I got to say, what could go wrong? <laughs> yeah, what could possibly uh, go wrong there? Okay, so I didn't even have this posted in here, but I thought, well, I brought up Ebola. I've talked a lot about it. Um, I give you a link to my teachings on it, which, again, all you would have to do is go to continuefortruth.com and key in Ebola. But what I did is I posted my most current protocol, natural protocol, what I would do, not giving you in medical advice, I'm just saying this is what I would do for me personally. And it's, it's under the Scott Johnson's previous teachings on Ebola and what you can do to protect yourself from it. So it talks about the Invive Mild Silver Protein, um, the website is www.dr, is in doctor, hyphen symbol or dash symbol, Johnson, J-O-H-N-S-O-N.com. It gives you the full protocol here. Uh, also, cause I'm not, I'm not big in just putting all my eggs in one basket. There are three things that are highly significant when dealing with Ebola. Ebola will take your selenium and your vitamin C levels and I'm assuming probably copper, almost down to nothing. Um, I know Ebola and vitamin C for sure. It totally depletes your body of that. And this is why, particularly with vitamin C, what Ebola will do is cause you to bleed out of every orifice because you have to have vitamin C, and particularly with the bioflavonoids, to maintain capillary integrity, the, 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 like your veins and your arteries and, and, the, and the integrity of those. Without the vitamin C and the cofactors with the vitamin C, um, your body loses that ability. And then that's why you, when you have Ebola, you bleed out of every orifice. And um, selenium has been found to be almost totally depleted from the soils where Ebola and Marburg, also Marburg, is prevalent in Africa. And is, so it makes those people more, much more susceptible when they get Ebola and Marburg to die. Because the soils are already already depleted. And if they're not eating some type of getting vitamin C in some way, shape, or form, let's say citrus fruits or something like that, then they're really going to be susceptible to dying. So um, I give you my choices of selenium. These are The links I post are just purely for informational purposes. If you want to order or want to know more about them, I give you my email address here. It's the email address that's at the top of all my PDFs. And then, so I give you the information, the selenium, about that with Ebola, Marburg, flu viruses, any kind of hemorrhagic fever. Um, it's heavily, heavily shows heavy need that you need to implement that. Also, copper is very important in fighting off Ebola. And I give you the information on that, the copper that I carry as well. Um, the again the invive mild silver protein is listed there i'm not going to go over that today i just don't have i really wasn't planning on covering this but i figured i should throw it in and then vitamin c how essential that is 
and I, I just kind of explain that why. And, and the vitamin C products that I carry. Um, and then, okay, now let's go to the next thing. Because this has come up a lot in the, in the news cycles. This disease X. You know, the newest scamdemic that isn't here yet, but they're saying it's going to be. So the next scam, the next satanic scamdemic disease X predictive programming create a mutant coronavirus strain that attacks the brain and has a 100% kill rate. So these are Chinese scientists. This was reported in the Daily Mail. Chinese scientists create a mutant coronavirus that attacks the brain. And again, this is all this gain of function. Like, why would you do this unless you're planning on releasing it on the public and killing a ton of people? You know, I mean, it's like this satanic mad scientist stuff that there's no reason for other than if you want to use it to kill people off tax the brain has a hundred percent kill rate in mice and admit there's a risk it spills over to humans okay again why would you devote one dime to doing something satanic like this mice as they admit there's a risk it could spill over to humans Eight rodents infected with the pathogen surprisingly died within eight days. Critics of the study said this madness must be stopped yeah, before it's too Pretty much. So if y'all were wondering about Disease X tomorrow at Darvos with the World Economic Forum and what they're preparing for, they let you know before they do it. Right. Exactly. So I thought that was a good little uh, segue into that particular um, subject. Okay, so. Okay, let's go further. Disease X. An Overton original documentary, Learn How COVID-19 Was a Trial Run to War Game, um, Independent Free Media's Response to Their Lockdowns, Toxic Shots, Mandates, and then what that showed them is how to censor those voices when the nebulous disease X rears its globalist head. And that, again, it was a it was a trial run, the scamdemic, the COVID-19 scamdemic, to see what was going to be their main enemy. And they've said, they've stated over and over, their main enemy, they've just stated this recently, Davos, Klaus Schwab, the whole nine yards, was that it's it's basically misinformation. It would be like me, okay? So anybody putting out truth about their satanic thing. So now they've wargamed that. So when they get ready to do their next phase, they're going to make sure we don't have a voice. And that's why I'm saying... You know, I never know if this week's going to be my last regarding, I understand God's in control, but, you know, I would think that one of their priorities going into the next scamdemic would be to silence as many truthful voices on the internet at the very, very beginning or prior to their release of this lying satanic scamdemic. Okay, so let's go ahead and listen to this, uh, about 10 minutes of this little mini documentary here. A pandemic treaty could make the world safer, the UN's top health officials say, when it's doing the exact opposite. There will always be new pathogens with pandemic potential. It's not a matter of if, but when. That's Tedros, their, their leader. 25 government and international agency leaders endorsed the new treaty to shield against future and health crises, which they're creating. I'm 
pleased that more leaders are now joining the call for a pandemic treaty, which would be a generational commitment to keeping the world safe. Huh. It's the exact opposite. The United Nations, yeah. World leaders gathering in Davos, Switzerland this week are going to discuss disease X, hypothetical virus 20 times deadlier than COVID-19. What exactly is a disease Hypothetical. That's soon to be real. That just coincidentally, just like all the coincidences that surrounded the COVID-19 thing that they had been wargaming and planning for like, you know, 15 years prior to its uh, release. According to the World Health Organization, Disease X represents the knowledge that a serious international epidemic would be caused by an unknown pathogen. In the wake of the unprecedented global upheaval caused by the COVID-19 pandemic, reflections on what we, as individuals, have gleaned from this transformative experience diverge significantly from the lessons drawn by the global entities dictating the norms for the rest of humanity. For the individual, COVID-19 was a personal journey of adaptation, isolation, resilience, and a newfound appreciation for the fragility of our personal freedoms. The narrative shifts when we consider what the global order, the architects of policies and regulations, absorbed from this global crisis. What might have been a moment of collective vulnerability for the world's population served as an intricate examination for global decision makers. COVID-19 became a case study of systemic strengths and weaknesses, an assessment of international cooperation, and an opportunity to assert control over global governance. Lessons were drawn from how societies resisted draconian mandates, distinguishing effective policies from ineffective ones. COVID-19, in many ways, acted as a precursor, a rehearsal for what lies ahead. Recently, at the World Economic Forum's annual meeting in Davos, Switzerland, discussions centered on disease X and plans for extensive policy changes, signaling a pursuit of absolute authority over individual lives in the face of future challenges. At the highest level, um, what do you think health systems should prioritize for an effective response to a potential crisis? Yeah. I think that's a, a big question, but I would like to start with um, especially the disease X. It's um, attracting a lot of attention, and I hope you have seen in the social media. Um, but it's not a new idea. Um, the first time we used the terminology was in 2018. Um, as you know, we annually list the emerging diseases, uh, and uh, MERS could be one, Zika, <coughs> Ebola, those we know. But then we said there are things that are unknown that may happen, and anything happening is a matter of when not if. So we need to have a placeholder for that, for the disease we don't know. That may come. And that was when we gave the name disease X. Um, so disease X is a placeholder for uh, unknown um, disease. And then the other key in order to have better prepared and to address the disease is the pandemic agreement. The pandemic agreement can bring all the experience, all the challenges that we have faced and all the solutions into one. And that agreement can help us to 
prepare for the future in, in a better way. Because this is about a common enemy. And without a shared response, starting from the preparedness, it, you know, we will face the same problem as, as, as COVID. And deadline for the pandemic agreement is May 2024. And member states are negotiating. This is between countries. Uh, and I hope they will deliver uh, this pandemic agreement by that time, by, on the deadline. Because if this generation cannot do it, we're the lived community, we have the first-hand experience, I don't think the coming generation, the next generation will do it. So for our children and grandchildren's sake, I think we have to convert all the lessons we have learned into this pandemic and prepare the world for for the future because this is a common global interest and national interest very narrow national interest should not come into into the way of course national interest is natural but it's the narrow national interest that could be difficult and affecting the so the the, na the national interest of let's say a lot of the freedom seeking people in america in particular because i mean i think that you know America has a lot of people that were, that are resistant to this. I'm not saying that doesn't occur in other places. I just think it's probably a higher percentage here, and we need to we need to get beyond those things. That's why they all have to they want us to combine as one and and tear down all the walls and become a one one world government, one world political system, one world economic system, one world currency, and one world religion that'll be under the Antichrist and false prophets. So we don't have to worry about these national interests like that 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 these devils will be able to transcend that and, and put their boot across your throat and you, you better like it and and lap it up like a lap dog you know negotiations even as as as, as we speak so um, we're still not prepared but i think there are many moving parts we have started good ones all of us together that that can prepare us better if we focus on the implementation of this uh, initiatives. Thank you and back to you. Mm -hmm. What I believe is going on is the World Health Organization is now revising the structures that allowed the dissidents to upend the narrative and they are looking for a rematch, I think. Exactly. Um, what they want are the measures that would have allowed them to silence the podcasters, yes. to mandate uh, various things internationally in a way that would prevent the emergence of a control group that would allow us to see harms clearly. Given what you now know, would you want to relive a pandemic like the COVID pandemic without the tools that allowed you to ultimately, in the end, see clearly that it didn't make sense to take another one of these shots? or to Well, I, I, would, I, I do know this, that a lot of people in the world have woken up to this, and um, they're going to Although they're, I understand that they want this to be round two, I still think they're going to have a much harder time implementing. Now, whatever they're, they're getting ready to release, and I don't know if it'll be this year or whenever, I do believe that they know what I just said. Okay, they, they understand the concept of a lot more people have woken up. A lot of the, you know, they've seen their loved ones die from the kill shot. They've seen the horrific effects from 
you know, the mask wearing and, and all these horrible um, nasal swabs, which are just implanting things into the cribriform plane and used as, as a form of torture and control. And just to see it, all, all the social distancing and all those satanic agendas that they implemented. So they know, though, that a lot of people are fed up with that. They know that the body count is, you know, into the millions and millions and millions. They, and they know a lot of people have suffered and have saw the effects of these devil shots firsthand. So in order to compensate from a satanic standpoint, yes, they're trying to get ahead of this. They're trying to see what do we need. And they may just shut down the internet. They may go to, okay, we're, we, we're going into this. We're, we're pulling out all the stops. They may have all of these treaties in place where they just shut her all down and just totally silence uh the people and what they'll probably do and, and again i know this is maximum johnny Raincloud. what i'm saying here and, and this is some things that we can pray against listen like i said before if they had their way 1984 george orwell would have been reality in the year 1984 and it's not obviously they're you know way 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 behind schedule there like 40 years so um from a satanic standpoint, what I would imagine, they're postulating this disease X thing, okay? 10 times worse than COVID, okay? Uh, will it have an Ebola or a Marburg-like component where you have that hemorrhagic fever where you're bleeding out of every orifice? That's something that's going to get people's attention. You know what I mean? You see them bleeding out of their eyeballs and their ears, okay? As resistant as people are, and as more educated as they are now to a lot of these things, they realize they're going to have to up the ante. So I think this next go around, that'll be the, that's probably when they'll hit the internet kill switch. Okay. And just go great guns to control everything on the internet. I may be wrong. I hope I'm wrong. Okay. I'm just thinking from their standpoint, from a satanic standpoint, if they want to lock it all down, they're getting these treaties set up. They're, they're, they're trying to um, get everybody on board all their ducks in a row then they release it on paper it will be far greater than anything that you had seen with COVID-19 far more quote scary okay and this is why I've talked so much about smallpox uh, Ebola Marburg these types of things why I've done giving you my protocols for all of those things um, you can key in any of those keyword searches I gave you the Ebola protocol which is basically the Marburg protocol as well it's very very similar which really would work for, you know, that protocol is going to work for anything horrible like that. Smallpox and all that stuff. There may be some nuances, but um, they don't want you to have access to that information. What they would release would probably be far greater, far worse. And for a lot of people, when they see that, that's all it's going to take for them to fall into line. And probably get right back in line for the kill shot. For whatever thing they're offering now i hope i'm not right um but i'm thinking i'm trying to put myself in their shoes and think how these devils would think and i would assume that's what they're they're gonna try to do or some derivation of the scenario that i just presented your kids take right we want those tools in fact we need them and um, something is quietly moving just out of sight in order that we will not have access to them the next uh, time we face a serious emergency. The ability to do it is currently under discussion at the international level. 
And it's almost impossible to exaggerate how troubling what is being discussed is. In fact, I think it is fair to say that we are actually facing the elimination of our national and our personal sovereignty and that that is the purpose of what is being constructed. In the aftermath of the COVID-19 pandemic in December of 2021, the World Health Assembly established an intergovernmental negotiating body, INB, to draft an international instrument, like a convention, strengthening what they call pandemic prevention and response under the World Health Organization's constitution. This agreement would be a legally binding treaty between member state signatories. On the surface, such accords might seem like a collective effort to fortify global preparedness and response mechanisms. However, beneath this veneer lies a grave threat to individual rights. Many critics argue that such a contract would be dangerous to any country that signs on and could cede sovereignty to the World Health Organization, yeah. overriding national laws, such as the United States Constitution. Yep. Then That's what they really want. May of this year, your nation is almost certain to sign on to right. it. That's what I added into the prayer list, this, this pandemic tree that they're trying to enact, which would bind us to the UN and, and they would have sovereignty over us and bye-bye to the Bill of Rights and the Constitution and whatever they deem is their next, you know, disease X scamdemic scenario and bye-bye independent free media and probably bye-bye to any supplements that you will have access to. They're, they're trying, I, I got two things in the last 10 days from um, that Alliance for, for Health Foundation. I, I put out a lot of their things. They always have like an action alert. And both of them, the two main ones were basically how they're trying to take away access to like, one of them was like 41,700 supplements. I'm not going to get to it today, but um, you, if you've ever <clears throat> signed any of those, which I think you should do because that does send a, a message to the Illuminati um, that, no, there's X amount of people that are willing to stand and fight you on this. And whether it's a phone call, whether it's the email or whatever, they gauge that. They do. If there's if there's no response to things like this and they just come in and they take away supplements or whatever and there's no resistance, well, then that gives them, or they see there's no resistance, that gives them the green light to go ahead. Um, so... I probably, I, don't, I might get to that in the next study. But yeah, they're going after the supplements too. We're not going to have access to them. Um, I don't know when that'll be. I hope it's not this year. But I would think, knowing that the supplementation from a physiological standpoint is the key to battling these things, if from a satanic standpoint, wouldn't that be something you would want to deny access to? Or what they're going to do is try to make it all prescription and it'll all be a garbage synthetic form and it'll be low dosage and you'll have to go to an MD to get it. That's what the supplement industry, they've been trying to, to go in that direction since Codex Alimentarius reared its ugly head. I, I first heard about it in the 1990s, I believe. And I don't believe anything's changed. You know, they just realized they were going to get such massive resistance to it. And, and a lot of countries, that it's kind of that way right now. You can't get high potencies of anything or, or whatever you can get is just, you know, garbage. So I think that's another aspect of this. Agreement that in some utterly vaguely described future circumstance, a public health emergency, which the director general of the World Health Organization 
has total liberty to define in any way that he sees fit. Right. And in the case that some emergency or some uh, pretense of an emergency shows up, the provisions that would kick in are um, beyond jaw-dropping. They will be entitled to mandate remedies, the remedies that are named... Quarantines, mandate remedies, quarantines, deny you um, probably access to supplements, um, potentially for the greater good imposed forced vaccinations, forced quarantines, these types of things. I mean, they were they were trying to do that with pan, with the uh, COVID scandemic trial run. Like he just said, that was a trial run. And they wanted to see what the obstacles were. I will say, though, now people are way more gun shy, way more educated and a lot more apprehensive about doing going along with Big Brother Satan. So that is a good thing. And again, this is why we just need to keep praying about this as well. Include um, vaccines. This guy's doing an interview. Tucker Carlson's the guy across from him and they're they're doing this interview. Uh, gene therapy technology is literally named in uh, the set of things that the World Health Organization is going to reserve the right to mandate, um, that it will be in a position to um, require these things of citizens, that it will be in a position to uh, dictate our ability to travel, in other words, passports that would be predicated on one having accepted uh, these technologies are um, clearly being described. They also have reserved the ability to dictate how these uh, measures are discussed, that censorship is described here as well, the right to dictate that, that, of course, misinformation is how they're going to describe it. Right, which they said that was their biggest, misinformation was their biggest enemy. Okay, what they mean by that is truth is their biggest enemy. See, light uh darkness's big biggest enemy is always light you know th- there's no amount of darkness in the universe that can extinguish one candle darkness can't extinguish light the light can choose to maybe go away but darkness can't extinguish light and that is their biggest um obstacle to overcome their deeds, they, they, they operate in deeds of darkness. And they love evil and wickedness. And they love death, hell. and Well, they don't love hell. They're not going to love hell. But they love death, destruction, and murder. Because they're of their father, the devil, and of his works he were doing. He was a liar and a murderer and all that from the beginning. So, they're of the father, the devil. World Health Organization is above the level of nations. And it is going to be in a position, if uh, these provisions pass to dictate to nations how they are to treat their own citizens to override their constitutions despite what Tedros has told you. Yeah. yeah. Pure evil. I mean, and, and the way the World Health, you know, their their symbol there, the, the, the globe with the wreath around it, meaning it, the wreath is the symbol of conquering. It's around the globe. They're going to conquer the earth. And then in the middle, they've got the wand of Hermes with the snake wrapped around it. That's the Caduceus symbol. That's a, that's a, um, that's an occultic symbol the want Hermes is like the god of death, one of the things that he represents. So, um, and it also represents the pharmaceutical industry. So, what they're saying, the World Health Organization is saying to you, is that they're going to conquer the world through the medical pharma cartels, and they're going to impose death on us, 
And, you know, the snake is always associated with wickedness and evil. I mean, we just talked about the serpent offering, you know, Eve or, or saying that you need to eat of the, um, the tree, which you shouldn't be eating from. So they're telling you, they're telegraphing you right there with their symbol how they're going to bring about the destruction or how they want to bring about the absolute total destruction of humanity. And this is why I've done so many studies on the medical pharma cartel and why I continue to expose them because they are such a gigantic part of Satan's end time plans. The pharmakia, uh, which is one of the primary things that, that um, the Bible talks about in Revelation through their sorceries and their pharmakia, which is the root word pharmakia, sorcery. The Antichrist and false prophet are going to deceive the whole planet and through signs and lying wonders and miracles. So, um, Then we have this. Why did Congress help craft a bill last summer called Disease X Act. Now, th remember, this is something that has not occurred. But they're saying it's going to. Well, why did they craft a bill last summer called Disease X Act? Again, they're all in on it. It's right-left paradigm. They're two sides of the same wicked coin. Now, I understand, maybe there can be some exceptions in Congress. Okay. Most likely not in the senators or governors or anything higher. Okay. Uh, anyway, why did Congress help craft a bill last summer called the Disease X Act? Do they know another bioweapon is just about to be released? In June of 2023, the, the United States Congress quietly passed a piece of legislation called House Resolution 3832, also known as the Disease X Act of 2023, that references a mystery contagion that just so happens to be the subject of the World Economic Forum meeting that took place, what we just talked about, January 17, 2024. What foresight they had. Wow. At the at the WEF meeting, it was discussed, and again, World Economic Forum, what Greg Abbott, who's lighting all these people across the border, yet feigning like he's going to fight the Biden administration and all that stuff. It's all kayfabe, fake wrestling. Okay, so... At the WEF meeting, it was discussed that disease X could have 20 times more fatalities than COVID. And it's a disease that supposedly doesn't even exist. I mean, this is such... They're, 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 they're telegraphing their punches, I will tell you that though. And from a Kabbalistic principle, that's what they feel like they need to do. To make sure that the game is satanically on the up and up. We also know that the talk of Disease X started at least as far back as 2018 when the WEF mentioned it in an article. What we are more than likely witnessing with this new revelation is the stage being set for another round of COVID-like lockdowns, mask mandates, and whatever else the powers that be throw at the world once they unleash their next pre-planned bioweapon attack known as Disease X. You could check out the contents of the Disease X act of 2023 at this link i give you a link there it's congress.gov on a related note for the next fake pandemic the world health organization hopes to abolish the first amendment according to brett weinstein who i think we were just hearing from um i'm sure the second amendment too in short the disease x act of 2023 reveals a plan to establish a new program at barda which is wicked to the core biomedical advanced research and development authority to develop medical countermeasures for any future viral threats that have pandemic potential. In other words, there are more COVIDs coming down the pike. 
just checking my time here. I'm about out of time. Um, the legislation is intentionally vague, which is certainly no accident. Vague legislation tends to be wide-reaching in its scope once executed, which means the severity of its intentions are likely vast and far-reaching. One report from, I guess, the publication Unheard, uh, covering what took place at the WF meeting on Disease X, described what was discussed there as worrying, noting that it shows signs of the acceleration of technocratic technocratic tendencies in pandemic preparedness which have only consolidated since covid so again they're trying to get all their ducks in a row the panel style meeting open with a statement from who director general tedros who we just heard that uh satan uh, uh, luciferian satanic reptilian that we just heard speak who tried to clarify all the quote misinformation about the panel itself meaning he I think what they meant is tried to rebut the misinformation, even though it was just truth he was trying to rebut. So-called misinformation being the number one global threat right now. So like this, this show, this podcast would be, you know, one of the number one threats. I'm not saying mine in particular, but the level of truth I'm trying to bring forth ever since I've been in ministry, that would be the, the number one threat to their um whatever satanic thing they're trying to implement um that was their number one global threat right now according to the wef's global risk report of 2024 unfortunately the focus on disease x is indicative of a broader phenomenon the rise of our new bio medical security state best represented by the technocratic governance structures that drove emergency laws on the lockdowns mask and vaccine mandates quarantines school closures and censorship uh, from the unheard about the wef meeting the unheard is the name of the publication quote this is interwoven into the semantic semantic origins of disease x which was christened in the who R&D blueprint in 2017. So they start talking about this all the way back in 2017. Just like they talked about the COVID scandemic over a decade before it ever broke. Um, it was in 2017 to assist prioritizing research and development, particularly for vaccines, treatments, and tests. The primary kill, kill tool that they're going to be using, obviously. It has since become a core driving force for proliferation of public-private partnerships in the global pandemic preparedness um, industry. Okay, I'm running out of time, but I'm going to try to cover as much of this because it's so related to what we're talking about. Uh, this next one is the next satanic agenda. We're going undergoing a soft coup. Under the pretext of pandemic preparedness and biosecurity agenda, Dr. Merrill Nass explains how the WHO's proposed pandemic treaty, which we were just talking about, will enable the WHO to take over jurisdiction of everything in the world. Okay, so I'm going to let her talk on this. It's a pretty pretty brief video here. Um, let me let me pull this. Back. We're undergoing a soft coup, and the idea is to create a whole new set of laws and ignore the existing human rights laws and other laws. Exactly. Under the pretext of pandemic preparedness and the biosecurity agenda, the WHO is developing through all its nations but with the who directorate in the united states in charge a pandemic treaty and amendments to the existing international health regulations that will remove the human rights protections currently 
um, embedded in Meaning the... Meaning you will have no more bodily autonomy, that whatever the, the WHO, the United Nations says, and, and again, they will be over, the Constitution, Constitution will be done away with, the Bill of Rights, all that stuff, all your... What all that's going to go away whenever they say the next scamdemic has arrived, disease X, and bye bye to all your all your human rights. HRs will enforce surveillance, censorship, get rid of freedom of speech, require governments to censor and only push a single narrative. Also, we will be sub subject if if they can make this work to vaccines developed in 100 days, which the organization <laughs> CEPI is planning to do. I'm sure those will be totally safe and effective. And one of the people who founded CEPI was Jeremy Farrar, who is now the chief scientist at the WHO to bring this forward. Um, other things that, uh, that amendments do is to bind the state so they are no longer recommendations, but enforceable edicts. Uh, provide a liability shield, get rid of intellectual property rights, move supplies from one country to another, um, enforce digital passports, and the director general of WHO can demand that a pandemic or a potential pandemic exists. He can just declare it with no standards, right. and then countries around the world will have to obey. Yeah. It's like Satan having a rubber ruler and being able to stretch it any way he wants. Uh, also, the WHO will tell you what drugs you can and can't use in your nation once a pandemic is declared. Obviously, the budget will increase. Um, One Health is another part of this. One Health is a concept that was created to enable the WHO with these documents to take over jurisdiction of everything in the world by saying that climate change, animals, plants, water systems, ecosystems are all central to health. Also embedded in this concept is a peculiar notion that humans are no longer of greater value than animals. So there you go. That's that's what they got coming down the old pike there. Um, more sudden deaths to come, of course. This will just be cover for the vaccine deaths. Experts say new COVID strain will cause uh, global heart failure pandemic. We've already got that. I've, I've got a whole word doc that goes over all the the heart issues that happened after the, the uh, COVID shot. But they're saying the new strain of COVID known as JN.1 will cause many people to suffer from reduced cardiac function, according to the report, even though it's the actual kill shots there. Well, again, if they're if they are able to release anything, then yeah, the um the, the COVID spike proteins do attack the ACE2 receptors in the heart. But there that's also the main way that they're getting that into the bloodstreams is through the vaccines. Okay, so um Japan's top research institute, Riken, has now issued a warning in a new report which states that ACE2 receptors, which the coronavirus clings to within the human cells, are very common in the heart. Yeah, I've been reporting on that for I don't even know how many years now. Uh, health officials suggest people should be wary of gathering for the New Year's celebrations. This, is, this was on December 30th. This was released. Warning yet again that hospitals would be at risk of being stretched to the breaking point. 
which was, you know, a lie, evidently. Despite everything we've learned about the association between COVID vaccines and serious heart problems, it appears they're now trying to rebrand the heart problems as being caused by only COVID itself, um, when it was obviously caused by the vaccines. Well, get, well, oh well, guess what? We better take another round of the 100% safe and effective vaccines then. Once the new booster is rolled out, expect another spate of healthy professional sports stars suddenly collapsing in the middle of the field and dying as a result. Um, of the now, of now they'll blame JN.1 COVID strain. But respondents on X or Twitter weren't buying it. One person said new variant is called the Vax. Yeah, absolutely. Then another one said this is a cover story for the vaccine damages already causing the heart problems. Absolutely. Then another person said, no, we should know the high risks of messenger RNA, which is in the kill shots, like pericarditis, myocarditis, heart failure, strokes, blood clots, amongst others. Also huge rises in excess deaths. Next report. A top official in Italy's government is under investigation after unearthed emails revealed a sinister sinister plot to push dangerous Wuhan coronavirus COVID-19 vaccines on the Italian people. Former Italian health minister uh, Roberto Speranza could end up being charged with homicide after email, and you know, I'll believe that when I see it, but after emails sent at the start of Operation Warp Speed indicate that he knew full well the shots were killing people, but pushed them on the country regardless. According to sports reports, Speranza uh, knowing at the time that the COVID jabs are a potential death sentence, ordered local health authorities across Italy to not only push the jabs, but also to conceal all deaths and serious side effects from the public while giving false reassurances to the Italian citizens that the jabs are safe. Speranza's goal, according to leaked emails, was to ensure that nothing got in the way of Italy's COVID injection death campaign, not even widespread injuries and deaths, because that was the whole goal. I mean, come on which appear to have been of no concern to him. Well, when you don't have a conscience and you're probably not even human, well, it's, it's not a big deal. Um, then FDA dismisses dangerous DNA contamination of COVID vaccines after allowing Pfizer to change its manufacturing process. While a team of researchers from uh, Ontario, Canada discovered high levels of DNA contamination in the monovalent and the bivalent Pfizer and BioNTech and Moderna messenger RNA COVID-19 kill shots, Regulatory agencies around the world should have placed a moratorium on the COVID vaccines and investigated the serious safety signal. However, the U.S. Food and Drug Administration, or FDA, completely dismissed these findings, ignoring their own rules and regulations regarding DNA contamination of pharmaceutical products. In the study, every vaccine contained billions to hundreds of billions of DNA fragments and therefore exceeded the DNA adulteration standards of 10 nanograms per dose. The batches were so heavily contaminated, they exceeded the FDA standards by 188 to 509 times, not percent, times the regulatory limits. So every time is 100%. So it was up to 500 and nine times the regulatory limit. That's how contaminated these devil satanic death shots are with this um, DNA. And only God knows what the DNA is. Talked about that before. The researchers also found fragments of the DNA larger than 200 base pairs, which is a measure length of the DNA, which also exceeds FDA guidelines. The FDA 
I mean, these are these are the most contaminated, evil, wicked things you could possibly ever put into yourself. It's it's a wonder that we don't have half the planet dead at this point. The FDA will not sound the alarm on any serious safety issues with COVID-19 vaccines. This is absolutely terrifying that regulatory agencies do not care at all about this about the safety of a contaminated experimental product that has gone on to injure and kill countless people around the world. Hey, it's no big deal what I'm talking about, right? No, no big deal. You know, I'm sure you saw this on the on the nightly news. This was front front page. It should have been. According to the FDA's own guidance, residual DNA adulteration is known is a known safety issue with vaccines. Why? Because they're all satanic and evil. Yeah, that's why. That can cause insertional mutinogenesis and increase uh, cancer through the inhibition of tumor suppressor genes and the activation of oncogenes. An oncogene is a gene that has a potential to cause cancer. Um, man, I'm about out of time here. Okay, so I'm going to try to end here. Oh, boy, I don't know if I've got enough time for all this. Anyway, I'm going to try to end on a positive note here. Praise God, vaccine exemptions for school immunizations are at highest recorded rate in U.S. history. And this is what they're trying to battle. They see this, which is good. This is good. Exemptions for immunizations require, required in school are on the rise in the U.S., leading to concerns among medical experts that diseases like measles could... Oh, yeah, right. It's going to make a comeback because of that. Of course, they're going to have some lame excuse. In November, the Centers for Disease Control reported that exemptions for immunizations required in school is the highest ever recorded in the U.S. history. Praise God. Increasing from an average of 3% in the 2022 to 2023 school year to 10 states now reporting exemptions exceeding five. It's probably higher if that's what they're willing to admit to. This leaves both vaccinated and unvaccinated children vulnerable to disease outbreaks, including measles. Experts say, well, you're a liar from the pit of hell. This is ABC News, but I wanted to read it to you. Okay. And it's probably far greater than those percentages. One comment about this read, been hearing this everywhere. This was just released. I've heard through multiple groups that parents aren't vaccinating their children at all now. Yeah, because they got a taste of COVID-19 and they finally got the wake up call they needed which is what I was screaming about when this whole thing started. And before that, going all the way back to the 14th city tour I did in 06 on the avion flu, where vaccines were the thing I warned about the most, and that they were trying to pull this off one day. Exactly what they tried to pull off in the scamdemic, the COVID one. Next one, 200 plus soldiers, veterans, pledged to court-martial military leaders for COVID vaccine mandate. While implementing COVID-19 vaccine mandates, military leaders broke the law, trampled constitutional rights, denied informed consent, permitted unwilling medical experimentation, and suppressed the free exercise of religion. Uh, in this, these veterans pledged, and I don't know, hopefully it's more than 200 now, we pledge to recall from retirement the military leaders who broke the law and will convene court-martials for the crimes they committed. Over 200 service members and veterans in an open letter uh, vowed to hold their military leadership accountable for the damage caused by implementing the now canceled COVID-19 vaccine mandates. The letter published on January 1st of 2024 named specific senior military leaders and signers who claim who they claim broke the law and violated the Constitution. While implementing the COVID-19 vaccine mandate, military leaders broke the law, trampled constitutional rights, de denied informed consent, permitted unwilling medical experimentation, and suppressed the free exercise of religion. The letter states, at 4 a.m., 4 a.m. Eastern Standard Time today, a senior military leader received an email with a letter attached called military, or I'm sorry, called Declaration of Military Accountability. I know because I sent the email. 
I sent on behalf of myself and 230 other signatories of the letter. And he gives you a, a link to that. The letter explains how service members and their families were significantly harmed by the vaccine mandates and their suffering continues to be felt financially, emotionally, and physically. Uh, yeah, I mean, they're totally betrayed, but totally betrayed by their own country. Some service members became part of an ever-growing veteran homeless population. Some developed debilitating vaccine injuries and some even lost their lives, the letter states. The military leaders they cite as responsible for the unconstitutional mandate include Chairman of the Joint Chiefs and Staff, General Mark Milley, who recently exited the military, and General James um, McConville, who served as the 40th Chief of Staff of the Army until 2023. These individuals enable lawlessness and the unwilling experimentation on service members. Uh, they state the moral and physical inju injuries they helped inflict are significant. They betrayed the trust of service members and the American people. Their actions caused irreparable harm to the armed forces and the institutions for which they we have fought and bled. Okay, so I just rechecked that and it's up to 20, over 25,000 signatures. And the petition's there. Militaryaccountability.net. Militaryaccountability, one word, dot net. Now, I think I reposted that link. No, I, yeah, it's, it's definitely not, it's dot net. Okay, so, um, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna change because mine's .com, but it does seem to work. I mean, it it went up in just the little the little time I checked. It's it's almost up to twenty five thousand one hundred signatures. So it's got the declaration, uh, signatory interviews, Patriot resources. It's pretty awesome. Uh, so I cannot sign this because I'm not a member of the military. Um, but wow, I know I got a lot of listeners are though, and there probably a lot of you may not be aware of this. So I would I, I would encourage you. Um, I give you the link militaryaccountability.net, and um, I'm gonna play this quick Instagram video about this. Probably seen this. This is a document signed by 231 veterans, both in and out of uniform, pledging to hold to account. Now remember, that's that's over 25,000 now. So this came out January 2nd. So we're talking 27, well, from the time of this recording, 27 days ago. And they started with 200, now they got over 25,000. So I'm loving that. The law during the military's COVID vaccine mandate. So this dropped yesterday, read all the comments, seen all the things that are said, this isn't gonna do anything. What, what can you do? What are 231 people? This is going straight to the dumpster. All right, dude, move on. It's not for you. It's not for you. I'm not trying to convince you of anything. I love it. For the folks who do want to be a part of this and do want to sign, got news for you. Right. The new website went live. It's not very sexy, but you can add your signature. You can be a part of this if you want to. Like I said, if it's not for you, then do. Just move on. Nobody cares. Got it. <laughs> Nothing's going to work. Country's in disrepair. Right. What? You know, yeah. get your boog on. I don't care. But for those of you who do want to sign, go to militaryaccountability.com. Again, that's militaryaccountability.com. Add your signature. God bless. Yeah, I, I love I love that guy. The way I mean, you know, in other words, a lot of people just I mean, a lot of people won't even look at this type of information that I get into. It's just because oh, just throw up their hands, can't do anything about it, too much doom and gloom, can't what well, again, we're destroyed for lack of knowledge. We're not to be ignorant of Satan's devices, lest he get an evangelist. How are we supposed to know to pray about something, about some evil? 
if we're not educated? You know? Um, how, how are we supposed to know? Unless we've actually heard about it. How? I mean, what if people are felt led to pray and fast about something? You know? So, yeah, what he's saying, I, I just kind of like the way he presented it because it's like, hey, if, if, if this isn't for you, you can move on. No harm done, but... You know, we're going to continue to fight. And um, Jesus Christ came to destroy the works of the devil. Okay. And I, I think that we should endeavor to do the same thing. And, and anything that I personally can do to throw, um, to destroy the works of the devil, to throw a monkey wrench into his plan, to be the biggest thorn in his side that I can possibly be, which is why this ministry exists, really is is that's one of the main reasons this exists then i'm gonna do it that's what i that's what i try to endeavor to do and um hopefully a lot of people get saved along the way and that's the most important thing if you're not saved go to the true salvation tab at the start at the top of contendingfortruth.com it's right up there and i did a whole teaching and then other teachings what's what to do kind of after salvation all the other things to it's very i think it's very biblical it's very complete and it, it'll walk you right through. It's all free. Everything on the website's free. The PDFs are free. The audios are all free. I got over like 2,000 of them up there. Thank God for my listeners, for their prayers, for their donations, and for keeping us in the game. And God bless you all. And Lord willing, we will see you in the next audio.